You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in. It is the Tuesday, June 22nd live show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And boy, do we have some stuff to talk about today. So obviously we put out the Monday podcast. Had no idea that the Supreme Court was going to come out and uh, just dunk all over the NCAA on Monday morning, but but that certainly happened, and we had some arrests, we had some other stuff fun happening in the uh, in the NFL, so we are going to discuss all of that and more. Go ahead and do us a favor, head over to winningcureseverything.com, that is the website. We got everything you need to know about us over there, everywhere to subscribe, everywhere to follow, everything to, you know, every show that we do, every appearance that we make is right there. So go ahead and check that bad boy out if you would. And, of course, we do a college football show for Sportsbook Review. You can find it online, sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. There is a link in the description. You can click that thing right now. We put out a show every Wednesday uh, that will be changing a little bit going forward because we are moving into conference preview season. So I believe next week it will be two different videos released on two different days uh, where we discuss one conference at a time. So I think we're going to start with the Conference USA and then move into the MAC and so forth and so on. We'll knock out the G5 stuff first, move into the P5 after that, but that will be what we knock out for July. So go ahead and, uh, and check it out again. You can search on YouTube. SBR Picks on YouTube is where you can find it. Chris, how is your day going? Pretty good, man. Everything is rocking and rolling. It is a yeah, beautiful man. day outside. Have you been outside today? I've worked outside all day. It is gorgeous. This is maybe the best it has felt in two months. Maybe it's it's been a while. Yeah, it's I, I've spent a lot of time outside going between buildings today, and I, I got to tell you, I haven't broken a sweat once. Like <laughs> it doesn't happen often in June in Memphis, but uh, but here we are. We just had summer solstice, and now we're ready to rock and roll. Let's uh, let's start off with the first topic today, and uh, and we'll get you know if anybody wants to chat. By the way, you can jump into the chat box. It's down in the bottom left hand corner of your screen. Any of these different platforms that we are on will populate right there. So be a part of the conversation. You can help us out with that. First topic of the day. The first 
openly gay NFL player. Came out. Active yeah, player. Active player. Yeah, yeah, because Michael Sam, right? Yeah, it, but he we, had, we had Michael Sam, but he never really played a lot. He, he didn't really make a roster, did he? Uh, no, I think he made the ah, – shit, I don't remember if he made the roster or not. It's, I think he just made the practice roster. But either way, uh, McKinnon jumps in. He said, happy Tuesday. Cheers to that. Um, Carl Nassib from the Raiders, defensive end, came out as gay. He uh, came out of the closet, and and it's you know it's a fairly big deal. Um First question for you, Chris, do you think he's the only one? Uh, no. I don't either. I do not. I do not. Uh, we, we just live in a world where where the percentages would say that many people um, employed by by an organization like that, the fact that there's one is, is probably not. But it's definitely a, a macho world. I will tell you that he got the reception I thought he would get. Anybody would that would, quote, unquote, have a problem with it, stayed silent and kept the mouth shut, and everybody was pretty – nice and accepting of it i think it's weird that it's 2021 and there might i i don't know any of these people but i'm certain they're still out there there are people that are still afraid of gay people there i, I have known people that are very homophobic and hang on, I, hang on. I knew that i knew people like that a long time ago and I'm I'm still friends with those people today. They're not that way anymore. Like they yeah. are very like they're not gay, obviously, but they're just they like they it's no big deal to them now. Back in the day, it was a huge deal to them. It's, it's strange that there are still people out there where it like it bothers it them. Bothers yeah. them that there are men that like men and women that like women and, and, and it's 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 still abnormal to them. That's strange to me. So the the deal with the people that I have known, and I, I'm not super close with any of these people anymore, but uh, I do know that they've changed their stance a little bit, but it was always, uh, I don't want them hitting on me. And it's like, that's okay, so that's stupid. a little bit egotistical like to think that, that like... Yeah, you, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> I, I would find it nothing more than flattering to find a gay man hitting on me. Yeah. Have you, have you seen gay guys? They look a whole lot better than I do. Okay. <laughs> All right. I would take that as an extreme compliment. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Nassib said in a video he posted on his Instagram account, he said, I just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. Uh, he said, I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. I really have the best life. I've got the best family, friends, and a job uh, that any guy could ask for. I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know I'm not doing this for attention, but I think representation matters. Um, it says, no openly gay players ever played in a regular season NFL game. Uh, Michael Sam came out as gay before the 2014 NFL draft. He was drafted by the Rams, played for him in the preseason, didn't make the regular season roster. Uh, other players have come out after their, their career was over. So, you know, this is interesting. You know, it, he was uh, a Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year for Penn State back in 2015. Uh, he played for the Browns in 2016 through whatever. He played for the Buccaneers. Now he's with the Raiders. He's kind of proven himself to be a valuable commodity in the locker room. Oh, yeah. Room. Like, he's... Yeah. If you, do you remember the videos? Because uh, several well, of them went the around. Hard knock, yeah, the yeah. hard knock stuff with him in Cleveland was great. It yes. was always great. Where is it? He's teaching everybody, like, how to, to save their money, like, how to make more yes. money. Yes, don't, don't like, piss off your money. That's right, yeah. He's, he's a smart guy, and I think, like, I think this is a good thing to have happen because he is... He's not just some bum that's, that's not even going to make the roster. Like, he's yeah. a good football player, and he's valuable in the locker room, I think this is good. Like, I don't see, uh, I don't see any negative about this. I, I hope that uh, that this makes even more people comfortable in their skin, and uh, 
and we'll see what happens from here. I don't I don't know what else the story like it's a massive story, obviously, because it's getting a ton of attention, but I don't know what else you can add to it. Right? The the attention it's getting, I think, is the majority of um non uh football, non sports related media yeah. are 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 now interested in this story well yeah all of these other mainstream outlets are interested in the the human interest stories right, right. Um, and and i totally get that uh but I, as far as you and i are concerned like i don't know of very many nfl guys that care if he's gay or not like no i, I don't i don't either like no that's that's not uh it's not a huge story to me like it totally seemed plausible and and more likely than not that they're i, I think maybe in every locker room there's yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a number. It's just yeah. a numbers game, and in human knowing human people in the world, and and knowing you know how we're made and how we're all different, it, it, you can't have that many in like men and are just individuals together in in them not and somebody not be gay. Like it's just that would be a statistical anomaly. It would not fit with the other statistics of society. Yes, yes, you are correct about that. Uh, Strange, strange few days for defensive ends in this league. We'll start off with another NFL topic. Um, Frank Clark, defensive end for the Chiefs, was arrested in Los Angeles with an Uzi in the backseat of his Lamborghini. It was just sitting out in a bag where you could easily see it. He was pulled over. Cops saw it, immediately arrested him. $35,000 bond. Um, I mean, that's, you know, I, I, I was a little... I wasn't shocked. I was shocked at the attention that this got because I got multiple text messages about this, about, uh, can you believe this? Like, what, what are they going to do with Frank Clark? And that, like, look, his attorney has already come out and said it was his bodyguard's gun. And yes, it's a, a semi-automatic, you know, whatever. And it's felony illegal possession of a firearm because it wasn't registered to him. But this is easily explained away. I don't think it's going to cost him any playing time, anything. Do you? No, I mean this is a this is a criminal matter, but it, he, you know, look to to think that these big guys who who competed at a very violent machismo sport don't like fast cars, Lambo, and guns, Uzi. Like <laughs> you're you're kidding yourselves, right? Like yes. they're not. I go, hang on. It's it's a good thing that Nassip feels comfortable being gay and open in the NFL, but that's not the norm. Most of them are meatheads who are going to light. They're going to get in trouble with girls. They're going to get in trouble with guns and they're going to get in trouble with cars. This is what they do This is what guys who are just macho machismo meathead guys do. All right. So it doesn't surprise me. What if I'm going to assume was is he was probably riding around. There's a lot of places in in the desert of California where you can just go shoot off guns. People do, by the way, all the time. Yeah. You know, just to just to blow off a little steam and have a good time. And and he was probably either coming from that or going to that. More than likely. Uh, It was 920 p.m. on Sunday when he was pulled over and uh, and arrested. Uh, he was booked into jail 9.28 a.m. on Monday. Uh, he played for the Seahawks, traded to the Chiefs before the 2019 season. He signed a five-year, $104 million deal. He made the Pro Bowl in both of his seasons in Kansas City. 
Uh, McKinnon said, reasons it's a huge deal is it's California. Cali's one of the worst states for firearms in the country. If they saw that anywhere in the South or Midwest, the cop would be like, damn, that thing rocks. It's, yeah, but yeah, the problem right. is, is that's not necessarily true. If it's, the, if it's a fully automatic Guzzi, then they're going to want to see some paperwork. They're going to want to see yeah. your tax stamp. They're going to want to see, you know, are you the rightful, you know, holder of this? Um, or his and, bodyguard and if, or whoever. And, and if you're not, then you're not, you know, they're going to still follow their, they're going to do their job. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't make breaking news, by the way. They probably wouldn't call the media and they probably wouldn't publicize it, but it's, I'd, I still think that they would do their job. Yes, I, I do agree uh, with that. For sure. Um, I am very curious about, you know, I just realized I didn't change the topics or the, the title of the thing, but I'll, I'll change that later. Um, it, the, what I'm curious about is the bodyguard. Why does Frank Clark need a bodyguard? No, I'm sure he doesn't have a bodyguard. I'm sure he has for all these guys have, you know, all of these guys Gronk. They all, they all have big entourages. Okay. And, and whatever. And, and I'm sure somebody does have the tax stamp. Somebody probably does have the, you know, the legal rights to own that gun, but in the state of California, they probably don't have any legal rights of carrying it around outside of their property. I wonder if it's legal even to have in the state of California. I don't know their gun laws. McKinnon's right. It's super strict. But like here in Mississippi, you could have it. It just it just can't leave your property un- unless you're going somewhere specific. And the person who most people get those tax stamps put in a trust instead of an individual's name. Yep. But, you know, it's just one of those things where the person who's responsible for that gun rather the overseer of the trust or the person who, who, who it's in his name and has the proper paperwork to have it. Those people have to be with the gun. Like it, I can't run to the gas station if it's mine and you just hang out at the gun range. That's not allowed. Yeah. Yeah. It can never leave my side and only be in your hands. Do you see anything massive coming out of this? No, no, this is going to be, he, he, I mean, he's going to, he's going to pay a massive fine. He's, you know, there's a really good chance that, that California might try to make an example out of him and, 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 you know, make him do jail or whatever, whatever they end up doing the NFL is not going to care. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, uh, let's move into some college football talk. I think this is going to be the biggest topic for the day, and that is the Supreme Court dunked all over the NCAA on Monday morning. Basically, and, and we kind of knew that this was coming, right? It's, this, if you read the tea leaves at all, you knew what was happening. Um, the Austin case, we've brought it up multiple times on this show uh, over the past however many months, and then back a couple of months ago when it went away, and we knew it was going to be late June, early July when it came out. Uh, it was going to be a big deal, and it certainly was. Now, we're going to go through and kind of discuss uh, what exactly it meant and what it didn't mean, right? And, and we're, Chris, I think we're both a couple of meatheads. You know, we, we don't know the full extent of uh, legal talk, right? But I've got enough of a know-how about this that that I think we can explain it to dummies, 
right? <laughs> I think we can do that. Uh, this is not NIL. This is not, like, the NCAA lost this, but they had already lost it. They appealed it up to the Supreme Court, hoping that they would get some kind of a different ruling. And it just, it did not work. Like, I, nobody assumed it was going to work. And if you followed along with the case when it was actually happening, when they were making their arguments, you knew that it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to help matters that the NCAA's own attorney was misinterpreting things that some of these justices had actually been involved in hearing. Like, they made judgments on stuff that the NCAA misinterpreted in their defense. Like, you knew it was never going to work for them. So, all of that to say, this was not a name, image, likeness case, but it opens the door for this stuff, right? It opens the door for schools to pay athletes. It opens the door for a ton of different things. And basically what it's saying is the NCAA cannot limit educational benefits. That means if if Alabama wants to go, as it sits right now, everybody has to give basically the same, you get a scholarship, you get this much nutrition, you get uh, this many books, you get uh, this computer, you get da 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 and Alabama can't offer a better computer than uh, Louisiana Monroe can offer because you're all under the FBS and that division, everybody has to give like the same stuff. All this stuff is equal, right? They can't do that anymore. Now, if you go to Alabama, you can get like, I think Chip Patterson on the Cover 3 podcast was saying like, if they wanted to hire Elon Musk to build personal computers for every football player at Alabama, but Louisiana Monroe doesn't have the money to offer to be able to get that done. Well, now that can happen. That's doable. That's basically what we're looking at. But the big thing that came out of this was uh, Brett Kavanaugh, the uh, the justice there. He was the one who actually wrote the concurrence. He didn't write the actual argument or the actual uh, finding. He wrote the concurrence, which basically said if the NCAA's business model was in any other uh, profession, it would be illegal on every count. And his examples were you can't take uh, a bunch of restaurants in one city and they all collude together and decide that we want to underpay our cooks because people really like to eat food from underpaid cooks. You can't do that. Like that, that was the NCAA's argument is we're going to lose a lot of fans because our fans from what the studies that we have done, and they didn't even provide studies. They just said that nope. we believe that our fans don't want to see paid athletes. They want to see unpaid athletes, which is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> it's a complete joke. And he said it would be illegal everywhere. Um, and he basically put it out there, hey, anybody else that wants to bring a lawsuit, bring it on because we will pile on this thing and we will get it fixed. Now, it, the the scope that they were able to judge on was very narrow in this one. But going forward, I mean, you bring some more of this stuff, uh, they they will hammer the NCAA. This was the beginning of the undoing of the NCAA. What, uh, what are your thoughts on it? So uh, to get a nine to nothing ruling is maybe unprecedented. I don't know if we've ever had, I don't know enough about the history of the Supreme Court rulings. They just had one. The uh, the justice, uh, the chief justice, whatever. Uh, God, I cannot remember his name. He, they they just had one a month ago, maybe not even a month ago. He is very big on making sure that all of these. Ju- he wants a lot of nine O's, um, but he wants all of these guys to 
to kind of agree, even if they don't all fully agree. He wants them all like to to set matters even, right? He wants yeah. it nine zero. He wants as many of these as he can get for whatever reason. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but in this situation, um, it didn't seem like there was anybody that that agreed with the NCAA at all on this. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what. But Gary, we've been saying this for a long time. Okay, you lay out every college football fan. Every college basketball fan, baseball fan, volleyball fan, women's basketball. If you're a fan of any sport, name any entity that actually likes and or let's forget about likes because that's a that's a feelings thing, thinks the NCAA does a good job. There's zero, there's zero people in the world that think these people do a good job. Yes. Okay. Our government can't agree on anything. And you put Mark Emmert's dumbass in the middle and everybody immediately agrees. That guy's awful. And this organization that he represents, they're terrible too. Yeah. I've said it forever. I've used the phrase, they make them, they force them to shop at the company store. And that was deemed illegal by employers years and years and years and years ago. You cannot run a business and own a store, a school, football is your business, basketball is your business, the school is your store, and force people to only shop at your store. Your money is only good at our cafeteria. We'll feed you, but we're only going to feed you from our cafeteria. Like, we'll clothe you, but you have to buy clothes from the bookstore. That has been illegal for a really long time. The education is no different, by the way. Yeah. All right. You you put this $60,000 $60, price tag on there and say, look, you're getting a, a $60,000, $100,000, $200,000 education. Bullshit. You're not getting $200,000 worth of anything. Okay. They made that number up and they sell it to morons that take out student loans. All right. Yes. That's what they do. Uh, Matt Miller jumped in, by the way, said the Supreme Court has had the second most 9 0 rulings this year. I think it's the most since like 1968. And then he said, uh, the court is doing its job. If it is expanded, it's sad and pathetic, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's a, that's a political talk show conversation for sure uh so we won't dive into that but yes this uh, so my question is is what does this mean what does this now look like that's all i care about is all right i'm i'm we all agree the supreme court i appreciate hates the same people i hate that's always good for you right like you don't want them to love people you hate and you don't want to love people they hate so so that, that's always makes for weird iffy things what does this mean? You're not going to see changes like immediately. Like because I know what NIL means, and yeah. I really don't want these schools paying kids. I really don't. I the having the schools pay kids is going to. That sounds like a bad idea, by yes, the way. It's a, it's a, a bad, bad idea. idea. That sounds like a lot of people are going to hide some money because anytime you're moving a bunch of money, it, it, it other people get money that don't deserve it. Okay. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like it, it, Money yes. just falls from the trees somewhere, and I don't like that crap. I would rather these kids go out and get their own money. Well, I and, want and the yes. schools out of it. Yes, we want the schools out of it. On the other side of this, if they do try and make the schools pay the players, then you have to start looking at Title IX. You have to start looking at all this other stuff because every athlete on any campus, the uh, the head of the volleyball team is supposed to be the, the, the same as the quarterback of the football team. Like it's, They're all supposed to be the same. 
everybody's equal. That's why we have equal scholarships. That's why we have equal uh, women's sports to men's sports. Like, oh, you know, everything is is equal, right? And this is this. why they should be able to go out and get their own thing. Yes, yes. So the title line stuff could get iffy. Uh, what we're going to see, basically, like, it's going to affect recruiting quite a bit. You're not going to see kids go to uh, UCF if they have an offer to go to Auburn as much. Now, it, it, it's going to change things up some because do you want playing time or do you want to get more stuff, right? Because the schools now are able to give players more stuff. Like, that's that's basically what we're, what we're talking about. Like, you want brand-new MacBooks, you want whatever. And a lot of these schools are already doing it. Um, you're not going to see a ton of, like, drastic changes immediately. But this does change things for the future. And, you know, I, I think it's a good thing. Uh, I, I don't know that we're going to notice any big difference because you and I are well past our college years. Uh, but recruits, like, when they come in, it's not like they're going to be given something as a recruit. But once they get on campus, yeah, it changes up because the school can then provide even more stuff up to their their level of, of capableness, if that's even a word. Uh, so it's it's a big deal. Um, at any time the NCAA gets hammered uh, in a court of law, it's a big deal. But this is not the biggest thing that, that we're looking for. The next step is NIL. The next and this the, is, the NIL is what I care about. And here's yeah. the reason why your analogy of they can get a better computer. So like, is the government saying they still can only give them a computer, but they can give them any computer they want as no, opposed no, they to, can, they all have to get this computer. Computers. No, I, I, like Alabama, Ohio state, LSU, whatever they can give them, you know, five computers. And, can they give them you know, a car? Uh, if they somehow find a way to deem that a car is a necessary educational benefit. Well, it's going to be yes. a necessary educational benefit for any kid that doesn't live around the camp or, you know, I, I got to get home to mama. How did there's, I get here? There's ways that they'll be able to, uh, to mess with this now. Th- so. I don't think there's not ways, Gary. If, if I told you I had to have a car to get back and forth from home, that, the that's, can that's now, if you want me to come to Alabama, I don't live in Tuscaloosa, and I can't walk to Alabama. I can't Uber there. I've got to drive there. Uh, Matt Miller said, uh, just let the athletes profit off their image and likeness. Easy as pie. He said, I also think it could help parity. Let's see, because four and five stars may choose to go to a smaller school and be the man and make a lot of money instead of getting lost. That's the NIL stuff. So so the NIL stuff will 100% do that. This right here will make the rich richer. Yes, 100%. That's the thing I don't like about this, allowing the schools to do different, which is why I want the schools out of it. This, But this is why I didn't want government in it to begin with. Yeah. Because like, they're just going to take care of the big people. That's what they do in real life. Amazon and Walmart going to get taken care of. Kroger's going to get taken care of. Your local butcher's going to close his doors. Yes. Okay. Home Depot's going to get taken care of. My store is going to suffer. The local handyman, you know, hardware store is going to close. Yes. That, because they don't care about little guys. They only care about big fish. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's basically, if you've already got money, if you have the capability of actually giving these kids more, then you are now allowed to do it. And the NCAA is not allowed to stop you from doing it. Uh, Joseph Gomez jumps in, free education and get paid over not getting paid. Not a hard choice. $30,000 BMW or the dorm. Not a hard choice. Yeah. No, 100%. Like, that's that's going to be the thing going forward is more players will be living off campus and they will be accepting uh, cash offers. They will be accepting 
you know, big time cars, all that kind of stuff. So all these SEC schools that be giving away cars whenever recruits come on campus, and they they got to hide it initially. Uh, the, everybody knows the football facility at Alabama has Dodge Chargers lined out. <laughs> now we all see it, and and we get it. But they've been able to hide it. However, they do it. Uh, now they won't even have to hide it. Like it'll just be there. So I'm uh I'm interested in what's going to happen going forward. This week is going to be a massive week. Leading up to July 1st, uh, Congress is not going to have the NIL stuff done. And in this case, had nothing to do with NIL. It does open the doors for the possibility of schools having But I thought Mark Emmert told everybody, do what you want. Basically, yeah. But uh, he's saying do whatever you want. Or uh, no, it, was, it wasn't do whatever you want. It was schools need to come up with something or he will. Now... Whatever he comes up with could end up being. All an right, so I'm going to speak violation. for LSU. Go ahead. We're going to get our guys sponsorships, okay? Yeah. So we're going to do that. You know, we start that Monday, by the way. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Again, like you, you told me to do something. I did it. I did it. And do you think the NCAA has the balls to try to come down on somebody now if they started doing that tomorrow and openly just said, "Hey, we got this guy a sponsorship locally." They probably couldn't go out and get big national stuff right now, but if you got a bunch of local public sponsorships for players, what would the NCAA do? Do you think they have the balls to be like, "Oh, that's a violation. He can no longer play this year." No, uh, no he's it's not a violation and he's going to play. You just got nine owed, bitch. <laughs> I'll take you to court where you'll lose again and again and again because you're a loser, Mark Emmert. You're yes. a loser, NCAA. You're losers. I would just do what I want. Did you see I would all do the what jokes? I want. Like about if the a- NCAA sent an NIL, a notice of allegation to LSU for, for, for stuff like it, we talked about, for Coach Wade, all right? I, I, would, just, I would just send it. I would just red stamp it. Case yeah. solved. Send it back. He offered him money. They took money. It's now allowed. Go away. <laughs> this yes, is this 100%. is literally second second Ron Swanson quote same quote. Just hand him a piece of paper that says this is my permit, and it yes. just says I can do whatever I want. Yes, I love it. I love it, and that's that's what everybody. Should that's be I'll doing. tell you this. That's exactly how I would begin to react right now if I was yes. a coach. If I was an athletic director, this is exactly what I would be doing. I would, if especially if I was a small school trying to play catch up with the big boys, but I wasn't quite there. If I was Cincinnati or UCF, I might not blow it up yet. But if I was another school that was, if I was Tulsa trying to get to Cincinnati, oh, what what happens if you if they if they crush you? For some reason, which I don't think they will. If they do crush you, you're still Tulsa. All right. Yeah. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna look down on you. But but if you get through and you get a bunch of kids real quick and you can make a big jump real fast, it was all worth it. Yes, a hundred percent. Uh Joseph jumped in again. He said nobody said anything about LeBron's Hummer in high school, but it was there. He said, I see that Nike team money rolling in quickly. Uh, that Nike team money is already there. Adidas, all that kind of stuff, it's, it's already there as far as basketball goes. Um, it, it, all of this stuff is already happening. Like It's yep. just going to happen out in the open now. Like, That's all I've ever wanted. Uh, you know this. All I want is to bring all this. I don't care about these kids getting money. I've never cared about them getting paid. No, it's just transparency. I want, I want to take the bag men and shoot them in the head. 
Okay. I want to take everything that's happening in the darkness and bring it to light. I just want to know we didn't get that recruit because we got outbid. And I want to know what that bid was. Those are things I think are important for all these schools to know. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Like I'm, I'm fully in agreement with you. All um, these shady characters that are around college sports right now, basically basketball and, and, and football, all these shady characters will go away as soon as you bring it to light because they're no longer needed. Right now, you need seedy, dirty, nasty guys that are willing to do shady, underhanded things and line their own pockets while doing it. They're taking the money from the people, siphoning a little bit off for themselves and giving it to the kids and then, quote unquote, advising and directing these kids. Screw that. Nope. Let's get those guys out of here. We don't need them. Let these kids talk for themselves. If they want representation, we can find them representation to make sure they don't get screwed on contract deals. That's it. Yeah. Easy enough. Easy keep enough. the schools out of it. Keep the government out of it. We, you will we still do have you will still have schools cheating. I mean, we we know about the Arizona State case. Uh, we talked about that the other day. Um, you know, basically. Uh, so, hey, by the way, I was wrong on that. Uh, we didn't talk about it on the Sunday show, but the Friday thing it would it was coaches that were no longer there. Uh, and there's one coach that was actually on staff that is anonymous that provided some of the information that did not agree with what was going on with Antonio Pierce and whatnot. But it's it, coaches uh, will look for any kind of advantage that they can find. Like it, that's going to continue to happen. There will still be cheating, even when a bunch of the stuff gets brought out into the open. But yeah, I mean that that kind of stuff will still continue on. There's still going to be shady stuff. There's still going to be bag men. There's still going to be you know guys that find a way uh, to get you know money off the books, basically. Because uh, anything that these players make now, gonna be taxable. Yeah, but I I think I think that off the books money is going to be far less because it's dangerous. All these people that are giving cash money off the books now are doing it through some charity usually. And when you get caught, i.e. the guy at LSU, you go to federal prison for that. Okay, now you start getting racketeering charges and, and money laundering charges. And that's a big deal. Nobody's paying these kids hundreds of thousands of dollars without making sure they can write it off on taxes. All right. But if you hire them as a sponsor, that's advertising budget. You now get to write it off on taxes. The, The amount of cash will go away. I just think it will. I think I think you're right about that. I think you might get a couple of big wigs that'll throw them a couple a thousand here, a thousand there because they don't care. But the real money that's actually changing hands won't. They're not doing it. They're not. Rich people are going to jail for tax fraud, tax evasion, money laundering, racketeering because they're doing things that aren't illegal. They just aren't able to write them off on taxes, and they're willing to to take a chance at jail time to write them off on taxes. Yes, which is which is insane. Like I don't, I don't know of any uh 17-year-old kid that I would be willing to go to prison for. Um but neither here nor there. We will stay in college football and let's discuss uh something that happened today. And and the the big thing of course, we've talked plenty about the 12 team playoff, right? Uh that has crossed another hurdle. That is, you know, a big step. Uh having heard the presentation made today by the working group along with the management committee that joined us for today's meeting, The board has authorized the management committee to begin a summer review phase that will engage other important voices in this matter, said CFP board chairman Mark Keenum, who is the president of Mississippi State. 
Uh, he said, these include many people on our campuses. We have relationships with the Bulls and a broadcast partner with whom we will want to consult to explore the feasibility of the 12-team proposal. This, too, will happen during the summer study period. So, blah, blah, blah. We're moving one step further. Now we're into the um, we're into the whole, let's test it out. Let's talk to people about it. Let's get some uh, responses, see what everybody thinks, right? And, and I think that's going to go swimmingly, just like every other step has. They would not have brought this stuff public if they did not believe that it was going to pass with flying colors. Like, just wouldn't have happened. But what I want to bring up is what the conferences are doing. We talked about this on the show last week. The conferences are starting to reposition themselves to be able to get into this 12-team format. So we talked on the Monday podcast about Larry Scott and his ridiculous statement going out as commissioner of the Pac-12 and he said that he thinks all of the Power 5 schools should have an automatic bid into the playoff. Like, regardless of ranking, every P5 champion should be in. Which we laughed at, because that just means that you don't think that your teams are good enough to be one of the top six conference champs. Which It's is, just a rare it. occurrence, but if you end up with a four-loss you know, champion, that's, that's just one of those things where we can't let them in. Yes, 100%. Um, if, if there's an upset... And you've got a one-loss team that gets upset by uh, an eight and four team or whatever. That one-loss team should hopefully still be good enough to be ranked. I was just in the about to say the like, chance of that one-loss team not getting in is is slim to none. Exactly. So maybe the, they're a two-loss team, but that's still they're getting in. The winner, you know, tough. I don't yes. know what to tell you. And now, of course, now that we laughed at that, and and the Pac-12 kind of turned themselves into a joke again. Um, we now have news that the Pac-12 commissioner has welcomed the league's athletic directors to Las Vegas uh, for a meeting last week, and his tenure doesn't begin until July 1st, but according to John Wilner of the Mercury News, he said the league's ADs and Klyovkov have engaged in preliminary discussions regarding changes to the structure of the football season in the Pac-12 in the wake of the expected CFP expansion. Among those changes are eliminating divisions, so basically moving to pod format like we talked about and dropping from nine conference games per season down to eight. I think this is absolutely uh, brilliant on the Pac-12's part. Like, look, you have got to do something to make yourself look better. Every year, that extra game, that extra conference game has cost them big time. Think about Oregon against Arizona State a couple of years ago. Uh, think about Utah in that same year. Like, they, what for whatever reason, nine games is too many for the Pac-12, right? Because all those teams are very similar. Like, anybody can beat anybody on any given Saturday. You reduce it from nine down to eight, that works. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not great for competitive balance, like, by any stretch of the imagination. Going from nine games down to eight uh, does not help that. Um, but I do love the idea of the pod system. You know that I love that. Uh, yeah. If I were the Pac-12, I would have done this years ago. Like, years ago. Because they are not able to even sniff this thing in most seasons. What What are your thoughts? I know I'm, I'm, no. I'm sure you're thinking this is ridiculous on their part, but well, no, know, no. Well, I mean, honestly, think Goliath. the problem the problem that they're going to run into is we're they're literally just going to be bringing in a bunch of pay for wins because if they open it up to some of the better teams in the Mountain West that's out there by them or any of the American teams or God forbid they play BYU that they would have, they should have rather just played another Pac-12 team 
Okay. Because yep. those other teams are better than them. And those other teams are going to beat them regularly. Yeah. I, I tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with it. I so, promise you, you'd rather play Colorado over, uh, you know, San Diego state. You just would. Yeah. You might be right about that. Um, I, I do think that this was smart by them. Um, because you have to find a way to set the deck up in your favor, right? Yes. Like going they, to the pod system definitely gives them a better opportunity for that. If, you know, let's say Arizona State and USC are the two best teams or Utah and USC or Washington and Oregon, you you don't want you don't want them, you know, splitting. You want one of them, you know, you you want both of them to go to the championship game. Yes. So so that's that's the right thing to do. The dropping the extra game down, I don't, I don't think helps them. I, th- I think it helps them, but in their quote unquote strength of schedule, it's if they just replace it with another pay for win, which they already have pay for wins, then I don't, I'm never going to give credence to that. I'm never going to give Agreed. them extra credit for that. I, I do think, for whatever reason, public persona is. Uh, we'll talk about what Jackson just said here in a second. Uh, public persona is that. Our public perception, how's that? Is that a one-loss team, regardless of what the schedule is, uh, just looks better than a nine and three team, even if you played, you know, four top ten teams. Like, I don't know what the, I, I don't know why we think that. But we got to change that thing, Gary. I, I agree. That has, I agree. That has to be changed. And, and you don't it, alter it, your conference to do that. You you have to change the minds of people. You have to make an argument and say we actually played folks this year. Okay. Yeah. No. 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 I, I agree with you. And if I you end up with two losses, but both the teams that you lost to are also in the playoffs, and you beat everybody else, but everybody else is a real team and not a pay for win, then you have a better criteria than a team like Clemson that murders everybody, but they didn't play a single ranked team by the by the time the season's over with. So what are we talking about? That's no. I, I tend to we agree have to change you, our we, perspective if we look at what the CFP committee has done thus far through seven playoffs they tend to lean towards the teams that don't have multiple losses like and, no, and I'm sure that's that just not true. they only tend to believe that if it's a team they want in because you've got aac teams that have zero losses that they keep out all the time oh, they agreed. change their yeah. argument to benefit whoever the hell they want because they're just as corrupt as the ncaa that's a, you do have a point there if we if we look at so Iowa that State doesn't matter year. Think about Iowa State last season. Had, had you could three have a three-loss Pac-12 champion that played only Pac-12 games, and they're still going to get in over a one-loss or an undefeated American team. They just are. Uh, we we would hope so. Now, I think last year was a little bit crazy. Obviously, Oregon would not have gotten in based on the rankings, uh, which I think is why Larry Scott said what he said. But yeah, but Oregon only played three games or four games last year. Yeah, like they didn't they, have they were like three and two after yeah, the they played uh, five games. Yeah, yeah. like that you can't like you can't make that the argument that you fall on. Okay, yeah. like well we left them out last year, whatever. Yeah, but that wasn't a, that wasn't a real season. Okay, uh, Jackson said better conference in five years, Pac-12 or the AAC. I think the AAC is a better conference right now. I was just about to say, better conference now, AAC. Better conference in two years, AAC. Better conference in three years, AAC. Better conference in four and five years, AAC. Yes. Uh, Matt said, like Auburn beating Georgia and Bama, but not making it to the national championship game. Well, they also lost to, what, LSU that year? And, they lost to LSU. And then they lost to uh, – they, they had two losses at that point, and then they had a third in the SEC championship game. 
So it might have been LSU and A and M. Probably so. Probably so. Uh, but yeah, they, they. I mean, they had three losses after the SEC championship game. So they still would have made it into the playoff. You know, they, in this format, they would have made it into the playoff. And so they had big time wins, but they also had losses. So let's, yeah. let's not forget the losses. Um, you know, which were two teams that were not as good as Alabama and Georgia that year, for whatever reason. Uh, I don't have anything else that, that we need to hit on. Nope, that's it, brother. We, we hit 45 minutes. That's not bad. Not bad. Um, anything else you uh, you feel like discussing? Nope. Wonderful. All right, we are going to get out of here then. You guys have been fantastic. Thank you to everybody. Matt, Jackson, McKinnon, Joseph, uh, Matt Miller, you know, all these guys. Thank you all for jumping into the chat, helping drive the conversation. We certainly appreciate it. If you have not already, subscribe to the podcast. We do a podcast-only show on Mondays and Fridays. You subscribe anywhere you need to subscribe, and it will pop up in your feed at 5 a.m. Central Time on those mornings. So go ahead and check it out. Uh, Matt said, hey, why don't, we, uh, why don't we talk about the price of beef jerky going up? <laughs> I didn't even What's know the price of beef going up? There you go. That, if that beef goes up, sense. beef jerky got to go up. That's how shit works, Matt. You You're smart enough that. to know that. Matt, at, at least uh, the price of lumber is going down, so that's good. I mean, we got something working. Yeah, but favorite. he don't eat lumber. Nah, that's, that's very true. Very true. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. WinningCuresEverything.com, SBRPicks.com, slash NCAAF. You guys are fantastic. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.